as a matter of fact. So, okay, so here we go. What I wanted to show you here was, okay, in speaking question four, it could be very difficult. So what I first want to show you here is on the left. This is on the Chinese website. Mm -hmm. It says, explain how the position of birds' eyes is critical to their survival. However, Maria, you've taken the test before. In the speaking question four, what does it show you? When it comes up on the screen, when you're taking the test, what does it mm -hmm. show you? It is it a listening material. Right, right. But it doesn't show you anything about what the lecture is, right? No. Okay. So I think this is, this is not uh, the, the preparation for a lot of people, as a matter of fact, is, it, it, you know, they're, they're, they have their mind on that they're going to see this definition, because of course, it would be very easy if we just put the lecture is how the position of bird's eyes are critical to their yeah, survival. No. no, no, you don't know, you, you are blind, totally exactly. blind, you don't know they are going to talk. Exactly. And so this is what I wanted to show you over here on this document over to my right. I went on to a transcript of a speaking question four because I told my students, I said, hey, listen, you're not going to be seeing this whatsoever. You are mm -hmm. going to have to recreate that opening introduction. And the opening introduction could be anywhere between 20 and 40 seconds. Mm -hmm. So what I ended up doing, so here we go. This is really cool. On the right, okay, it says in the green, this is what I got at the, you know, on this screen over here, right? For example, and it says the lecture is about two ways carnivorous plants get their nutrients. You're not going to see that. You're blind, like you said, Maria. However, I got the transcript and I wanted to show them exactly what they were listening for and then what our ultimate definition becomes in the end. So okay. here in this paragraph, it says, now, plants, like animals and like us for that matter, that's a bunch of blah, 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 blah. You see this strike through that I put here. Fuck all mm -hmm. that. I believe mm -hmm. that it's going to be about plants. And then key word, nutrients. Mm -hmm. and then what nutrients are, are substances. So in the speaking question four, he does have a tendency of stating a big word that you may not understand. And then he says, or nutrients. We don't have to write down that second part. If you don't understand nutrients, you could just say substances. But more okay. than likely, this is going to be repeated. It, he says this sometimes. He's like this. Now, plants, like animals, and like us for that matter, need nutrients, uh, substances that provide. You see that? You see what I mean? If you don't understand nutrients, you got substances. However, some people write down nutrients and substances. Okay. Okay. So that's a little bit of a distractor. Not a distractor, but it's something that, hey, if you don't understand this, here is a better uh, understanding of what that is. And then what are nutrients? Well, or why are they vital? Well, it helps them to survive. And so here we go, thrive and grow. Nah, we're going to get rid of that. We get our nutrients from the food we eat. Fuck we. This is about plants. This isn't about okay. we. And we don't give a damn about us. We care about the plants. Plants, though, most plants anyway, see, this is a lot of the blah, blah, blah bullshit that they say throughout it absorb their nutrients from soil right through their root systems. Okay, but there, oh, here goes the but. But there are plants that don't get their nutrients from the soil. The places they grow, the soil is bad. So it's kind of like you mentioned soil, 
for the last three lines. And it's nothing that we're actually going to talk about. What's so fucking ever. So then finally at the bottom, before he goes into it, he says they get their nutrients from insects instead from trapping and digesting insects. Okay. Those are the key critical notes. Everything that you see that's yellow and highlighted in that passage is what we are aiming for. So instead of that green that you see right up here, what we're ultimately going to write down is the lecture speaks about how plants get their nutrients as a way of survival. And this comes from trapping and digesting insects. Mm -hmm. My notes would have been plants get nutrients for survival, trapping and digesting insects. Okay. That is what the opening introduction is. And the reason why I want to show you this is because there are so many folks that write down a bunch of the bullshit that I put down for the strike through. Mm -hmm. All those lines and this guy, blah, 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 blah. the guy, not so much the female, because there's like 40 seconds. She just goes on and on and on speaking about bullshit. We don't even care about. We got to get that definition. And then obviously we're going to hear about how insects trap and digest their insects. And then okay. that's going to go into the first one, one way, another way. Right. And so, yeah, in, in saying that, here we go. Another one is uh, another introduction is many animals live underground in the soil, not just little animals like worms, but also bigger animals like, you know, mammals, whatever that means. Animals are mammals. But anyways, living underground has its advantages. It protects animals from above ground predators. However, the underground environment also presents challenges and animals that live underground have developed physical adaptations to deal with them, physical adaptations. So what's going to happen is obviously I'm going to write down works, mammals live underground, advantages, predators, challenges. As a result, animals have developed, uh, have developed physical adaptations, adaptations or phys adapts to deal with mm -hmm. them. And so my definition ends up being the lecturer speaks about how the mole, and of course, that's the main, I didn't, I didn't show it to you, but that's the main subject of the sentence, has two underground adaptations to adapt to its environment. The first adaptation is its big claws. The second adaptation is the little skin under his eye or something like that. Just showing you exactly. I just want to make sure that we're able to sum up the very important thesis in the first 20 to 40 seconds and so that way, it makes it easier for us to take notes and to give that entire speak right after that, right? Okay. Because we're focusing on the two things, the two reasons, the two advantages, the two adaptations, the two whatever it may be. Does it make sense? Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. All right. All right. So here we go. All right. So let's check this out. Uh, yeah. So, okay. Just to give you a very big overall idea of what a speaking question for would be. The first paragraph, the bold, is the opening. One change, boom. Another change or another result of the new technology and then started forming around factories. So what I ended up doing with my students, I highlighted cloth factory, built small village, this, this, this. Those were all the key details that I would have written down so I could formulate everything. So I'm going to be sending this document to you, obviously, 
right after this so that you have it. But at the same time, let's see how you go about forming that opening introduction. So what I'm going to do here, I'm going to show just a transcript with the opening introduction, okay? And we have the birds in the position of the eyes, and I'm going to highlight it. Now, this is obviously easy because they actually separated it. But this is what an introduction looks like. But it's going to be up to you to write it down without seeing, of course, the ridiculous thing that they have at the top. Here we go. How the position of bird's eyes is critical to their survival. You're not going to see that on the test. That's a very piss poor way that this website has put it together. So by looking at that pink area, I would like you to formulate an introduction just by looking at it, just by looking at it, just write a couple of things down, maybe write a couple of notes and then speak them out. You don't have to write a sentence, just write a couple of notes so you can speak it out, that's all. Okay. Okay, so let me hear it. Okay. Hear that introduction, just wanna make sure you got that. So, <clears throat> bears have the best vision in the animal kingdom. They have AX or 10X rated than the human eyes. The feature that the bear has the position of the eyes that make them to survival because with that eyes, they can find the food and avoid predators. Okay, those last little parts. I love how you actually said the kingdom and the eight to 10 times and stuff like that because it goes to show you that we wouldn't need that. We would have to just need that overall thesis, which is obviously the last two sentences you had said about the importance to their survival and the position of its eyes. Okay. Right, right. And so important to their survival. Why? Because, well, you know, of course it would give details and whatnot to avoid predators. And it's about the position because then it's going to say and talk about the first position is this. The second position is this. You know what I mean? Yeah, because so, after that, I usually said, um, there are two types or vision. There are two kinds of other. Oh, I just mentioned the two and then I start uh, explaining the, more about Good. the lecture. Okay, okay. All right, all right. So then that should not be a problem then. All right, so just to show you that, 
Not bad at all. I just wanted to do that. Obviously, with that, that was just one of the uh, many speaking question fours that I just wanted to show you, just so you have an idea of what notes you're going to be taking. But that was good because what I ended up doing was I showed you exactly what you're not going to say. Obviously, you said the animal kingdom, this, that. That's a bunch of blah, blah. But the position, the survival, to avoid predators, that's exactly what we're aiming for. So good. Okay. All right. So here we go. Now we're going to do a listening. And we're going to break down those notes and we're going to see how we go about that. Okay. Okay. Now I hate, I hate seeing that title. Jesus Christ. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to press play. Listen to part of a talk in a sociology class. Okay. All right, here we go. Now let's talk about a particular cultural process, diffusion. Since the beginning of human history, diverse cultures have taken advantage of one another's innovations when they've come into contact. Diffusion is the process whereby something cultural, uh, like a custom, a type of food, or an invention, is spread from one group to another, or from one society to another. One group adopts a cultural item, or uh, more selectively, just part of a cultural item, of another group, you see? Now, diffusion can occur through a variety of ways, military conquest or tourism or, well, even something like the influence of satellite TV shows around the world. For example, take something like reading a modern newspaper here in the U.S. Have you ever thought about where the letters, the characters on the page you're reading, where they came from? They were borrowed from another culture many centuries ago. Then the printing of the words. Well, that process was invented in Germany. And finally, the paper itself. Paper was invented in China. These innovations from all over the world were shared across cultures over time, and so today we have newspapers in the U.S. So the process of diffusion might take place over long distances and over long periods of time. Now, I'm not saying that diffusion happens easily. As I mentioned, sometimes it's selective. For instance, um, many people in the U.S. have accepted the practice of acupuncture, the Chinese practice of using needles to cure disease or relieve pain. So lots of people in the U.S. have realized that acupuncture is effective, but few of them fully understand or have committed themselves to the philosophy behind acupuncture. Cultures tend to resist ideas which seem too foreign, too different from their own beliefs and values. But the ideas which aren't perceived as too different are often incorporated, absorbed, diffused into their culture. So the practice of acupuncture has been absorbed into U.S. culture, but not the philosophies of Chinese medicine. Now, this was obviously one of the hardest ones out there. <laughs> How'd you do? How'd you do, buddy? Yeah, what do you think? Good. Good. You know, I, I'm really happy that I actually, ooh, Jesus. Okay, so what would your opening, what would your opening introduction look like? Um, well, the team basically defined diffusion. That was I grow for the for the introduction. That uh, diffusion is a innovation contact in, is an innovation cultural co contact between the, the cultures. For example, like a custom food and that spread 
spread one group to the another one. That's it. Then you're going to go into, there's a variety of ways that this could happen, right? It is a what? An, there's a variety of ways that this could happen. What did you write after oh, that? Yeah, that's uh, kind of like a linker um, I wanted to write down to show you. Okay. Um, no, then I was, I wrote that here said it is an item that is part of the culture and goes to the other. And so after that, I say the, the examples. She started to explain the militaries or TV shows and how the modern and newspapers, blah, 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 and after acupuncture. Okay, so then when I wrote down before newspaper, I put, for example, like reading a newspaper in the USA. I wanted to make sure I wrote that down as an example. Uh-huh. Good. Good. Yeah, okay. but I didn't write that one that you have in yellow, but variety of ways. Okay. I, I don't have a link from that, the... The introduction to the other. Ooh, okay. And do you I think that's it. gonna hurt you? Do you think that's gonna yeah. hurt you when you try linking? Well, when when I'm when I'm speaking, no. But I believe in the score. I don't think it's gonna hurt me when I'm trying to explain it because I'm I'm quick thinking. But when I'm talking about the score, I I believe maybe that is gonna. And it's going to help you. Sorry, I got to hurry up and switch this audio. Okay, got it. All right, the audio's back. All right, just making sure. Okay, so yeah, yeah. So the, the reason why I want to point that out is because if I go on and give that introduction, which you did very good, I, I don't know. Are you going to say, she goes on to talk about military conquests, tourism, and satellite TV shows and how they contributed to the spread of the you know culture I, I don't know how you would go about doing that like you know I, I would say with the variety of ways I could be able to say okay she said that there is a variety of ways that this could happen such as through military conquest you see how easier that mm -hmm. is just to go it is. yeah okay okay all right so pick it up those little things to make your life easier so you can present it mm -hmm. more like like very swiftly mm-hmm because sometimes I know when I'm writing things down, if I didn't write down a variety of ways, I'd be like, okay, how the hell am I going to link this together? Okay. Mm -hmm. I could say, yeah, she states that military conquest. And then for example, reading the newspaper, you know what I mean? But yeah, yeah. So good, good. All right. That was a good aha moment. All right. So here we go. Printing of words invented in Germany, paper invented in China, innovation shared across cultures. However, sometimes it could be selective. That's what I would have said. Now, I don't know. What, how did you separate both ideas? So we talked about the newspaper and then we talked about acupuncture. How did you separate those two ideas and how would you connect them? No, I just, I just wanna say that one example is the newspaper and the other example is acupuncture. Like okay. example number one, example number two. But okay. I don't have any like link because the, at the end of the of the newspaper, that was um, they were the from different part of the of the world like Germany, China. They have different part of the of the of the culture. She said something that I thought was important that the diffusion is in uh, can happen in long distance and long period of time. For example acupuncture also, and I was starting to uh, speak about acupuncture. 
in U.S. Ah, okay. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, hey, if there are, okay, good, good, good. Because we're, we're going to be doing some really difficult ones, such as this one was difficult. And I know this has happened before, especially with this one. So I had to ask myself, man, is there an easier way? And she did say a bunch of blah, 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 you mm -hmm. know? And so that blah, blah, blah is going to be very, very, very difficult because, you know, obviously, uh, what was it? Between the spread and the variety of ways, and then especially after she said innovation shared across cultures, it was about three sentences of a bunch of, bull of bullshit before she said sometimes selective. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, let's see. Let's see. Let's do a little practice, uh, Maria. Let's see how you go. Okay. Diffusion is an innovation contact between cultures. For example, uh, food or any custom that they can spread in one group to another one. The items are that are part of the culture, they can go to another one, for example, like militaries or TV shows. One of the, of the best examples that the professor explained was some about modern news newspaper that was the character of the of the letters in the newspaper was from one country printing of work was from Germany paper from China so different type of uh, countries they contribute to the way that we do the newspaper here another one is acupuncture that in US is um, the we took the effective of the, or incorporate the effective of the medicine, but not the philosophy. So we have resistant ideas of values. Uh, okay. Okay, Maria. So what do you think? Based on your, based on your note taken, uh, you know what? I feel like you didn't write down that many linkers because it just felt like you were saying all your content words. Like uh -huh. you were saying, okay, uh -huh. you were talking about paper China, uh, uh -huh. words Germany. <laughs> Like you were saying all the yes. concept words, but you weren't linking it together. You know what uh -huh. I mean? Yes. <laughs> okay. So obviously, okay, the lecturer, always remember to say that. Like you dove right into the whole concept of diffusion, right? But again, the lecturer uh, speaks about cultural diffusion. Boom, give your definition, which you had. And then we're going to go right into that. Now, it felt like you were going from items and then another culture. Felt like... This area right here, we were mm -hmm. kind of like jumping a little bit all over the place. I felt, okay. I felt like you, you it didn't, you, you didn't give like, and I always look at this like an, uh, at like an independent essay, like, okay, topic, body, 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 conclusion. Okay. It felt like example, topic, conclusion, body, body. You know what I mean? It felt like it was a little uh -huh. bit all over the place. It wasn't like, hmm. Like, okay. And she talks about how this happens a variety of ways. What are those ways? By military conquest, tourism, and TV shows. Example, the modern newspaper. You said that. Modern newspaper in the USA. Okay. Where did the letters and characters come from? Another culture. Okay. Give me an example. Printing of words. Where does it come from? Invented in Germany. Paper, invented in China. As a result, innovation shared across culture. That's the systematic organization that you're going to have okay. to present the information. And because if you don't, it goes, do, 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 do. And then you went into acupuncture. 
How do you okay. feel you did about the acupuncture? Do you feel like you presented the acupuncture information in a systematic way? I think so. So obviously, and we were talking about the entire philosophy of acupuncture, right? Because people in the <laughs> USA, they have accepted it, but they don't, but, but there are a few of them that fully understand the philosophy of it, of it because cultures resist a foreign what? idea, mm -hmm. right? They're not perceived or incorporated, observed. Now, you don't have to use all those words, but you could just say the ideas aren't perceived and they're diffused in the culture. So they do accept acupuncture as a practice, but not the philosophy of Chinese medicine. You know what I mean? They accept this, but not this. And it was about the philosophy of it, right? And so that's what th those were some of the critical details that we needed to get down. Okay. Does that make some sense? Now, obviously, it's, it's about your presentation is what I'm trying mm -hmm. to say. If we could look at this and we could break this down in its totality, it's about the presentation on how you present the information. Could it be mm -hmm. more systematized? Absolutely. And by doing this, let's see if we could write down some more linkers. <laughs> let's see if we can write down a little bit more linkers. Now, obviously, this was a little bit of a difficult concept. So let's dive into another concept. Okay. And I'm going to hurry up and get, I want to hurry up and get rid of that. Open. Yeah, you can't see it now. <laughs> okay. So what we're going to do, we're going to go into two types of fish and let's say camouflage. Okay. Let's build that introduction. Now, remember, the <coughs> lecture speaks about how, and then we're going to give our definition, and then we're going to talk about two different types and how they go about camouflaging themselves. All right. So let's kick ass. Tres, dos, uno. Now, listen to part of a lecture in a biology class. Now many sea animals, in order to hide from predators, have, over time, developed different kinds of camouflage to help them blend in with their environment and avoid detection by predators. Picture the surface of the seafloor. It's as varied as the land we live on. It's got peaks and valleys, vegetation, uh, rocky areas, and some sea animals have developed permanent colors or shapes to resemble these environmental features. This camouflage helps disguise them from predators by enabling them to blend into a, a specific part of the sea. For instance, take a kind of fish like the leafy sea dragon. Well, the name says it all. It resembles a small green dragon with leaf-like protrusions sticking out like arms. Now, because of its color and shape, it blends in extremely well with green sea plants. So when the leafy sea dragon is swimming through these plants, predators have trouble seeing it. But when it enters other environments without these green plants, its camouflage doesn't work anymore. Now, other sea animals are difficult to spot anywhere in the sea because their type of camouflage enables them to change color. Take the cuttlefish a fish that's closely related to the squid and octopus. Unlike leafy sea dragons, cuttlefish have not developed any particular shape to hide from predators, but uh, they have a lot more mobility because their camouflage allows them to blend into any environment. Uh, 
because cuttlefish have shifting pigments that allow them to change color in a matter of seconds, and so they can almost instantaneously match the color of their surroundings. If they're swimming by green sea plants, they'll turn green, and if they're swimming over the brown sea floor, they'll turn brown. There's a lot of repetition. Her saying environment, environment, yeah, blend, 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 blend. We don't have to say that all the time, you know. And that's why, to be honest with you, I did not take down that many notes because she kept saying blend in, camouflage, blend in, camouflage. We fucking know already. You said that at the very beginning. So we're not going to say that 5,000 times because that's going to hurt our score. Camouflage, blend, <laughs> camouflage, blend, blend, environment, 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 camouflage, blend, blend. The majority of the talk was her saying those three fucking words. So this is going to be very good. Now, the surface, she ends up talking about the surface. We don't care. However, there are permanent colors and shapes to resemble environment. So what I did is I wrote down, in order to hide, develop different types of camo to avoid detection. That is a very wonderful definition. And that's all we have to do. I wrote down the linker, for instance. Did you write that down? Yes. Excellent. Okay. Did you write down other sea animals difficult to spot when before the cuttlefish? No. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Now. Okay. okay. Let's see how you introduce cuttlefish, though. Let's see how you introduce it, though. Now it's going to be about the presentation of your notes, Maria. It's going to be about the presentation of your notes. How you present your notes. Okay. Okay. All right, so let's see how you do in this one. All right, I got my timer right up here. And when you're ready, let's kick ass. According to the professor Nomenic, sea animals can camouflage to avoid the detection of predators. They camouflage with the floor vegetation resemble the vegetation that they have around. For instance, sea fish, dragon, they have the color and shape in that way they camouflage. They swim in through the plants and they blend it with the plants that they have around. But it's difficult when they are not around the plants because they can see easily with the predator. Another one, it is the uh, camouflage color fish. They have different type of camouflage than the sea fish dragon. They don't develop any shape. They just allow, they have different pigments. So they allow to blend line in the in the any environment. And they can almost instantly in the instantly uh blind with the sea of the floor they have around. You wrote down that difficult word. Do not write down instant, difficult words, buddy. Yes. They could shift very quickly very quickly, let's just say instantly, instantaneously was a big word that was put in that audio for you to write it down and for you to end up stumbling over it so they could take away your score. That's exactly what these motherfuckers do. Okay. But yeah, but okay, your transitions. Now, I didn't even know when, to be honest with you, Maria, at 29 seconds, you went into the next one and I'm like, hold on. I did, for some reason, I did not hear your transition into the leafy sea dragon. Unless, I, unless I'm confused, I, I don't know. I didn't hear you mention the leafy sea dragon. The sea fish dragon? 
Oh, you said the sea fish dragon. Oh, okay. All I don't right, know. Uh, I don't know. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Because I you were giving a description of it, but I didn't hear you say it. That's why I was like, did you say it? You're giving the whole description of it. What's going on here? Which was pretty good, by the way. It was a pretty good description, much better than the previous audio. And guess what? Because you didn't have a transition or other animals, you literally just said camouflage, change colors, uh, colors. Camouflage, and then color fish. Yeah, that was the second. But yet you didn't have other sea animals are uh -huh, different as well exactly. because of their camo and shit. You see what uh -huh. I mean? Yes. Ah, those get those transitional phrases are very important without other them we're just like animals. yeah other seen other see animals as color fish right and you got the pigments that was very good you know me i wrote down uh yeah i wrote down some things i didn't have to no particular shape to hide didn't have to write that down a lot more mobility that doesn't really matter we're talking about how it blends into the environment that's the whole thing so by saying that, that was good because you said it shifts pigments. So it can change, see, that's your little thing. So it can change its color in a matter of seconds. Okay. So it can change its color in a matter of seconds. That's it right there. And then if swimming, I wrote down if, if swimming by green plants, it could turn green, brown seafloor turn brown. Those are the examples to how we could change color in a matter of seconds in its environment. That's why I wrote that down because I have to write down the example to how they can change color in a matter of seconds. Okay. So it's a presentation that we're literally writing down. We're writing down a presentation because we have okay. our transition. We got the main subject. What does it do? Well, it uses camouflage to blend into it, blend into, oh, by the way, you said blend in environment. You wanted to say into, but you stumbled over your word. <laughs> yeah, because I, I yeah. go allow to, to blind, blind any environment, allow to blind in any environment. Pig okay. By doing what? By shifting its pigments. You see what uh -huh. I mean? Like, the, those connecting, and you know what it is to be honest with you, Maria? It's the connecting. Everything, what we need with you, we got to connect. Okay. And how can you do that? Well, it's easier for me because I say, okay, how does it blend into its environment? By shifting pigments. Mm -hmm. Okay. And it does this by changing its color in a matter of seconds. So, for example... For example, if swimming by, you see what I mean? It's those mm -hmm. little things that connect. That's what you got to do. So we now know exactly what you got to do. We got to be able to, one, two, we got to connect them. We got to connect okay. them. That's what we got to do. Your thing, yours, is the connected. We got to connect all the ideas. This is why okay. we got to get better at writing down those connecting words. Okay. That's good though. This is a fantastic, this is fantastic because now we know exactly what that weakness is yeah. and it's so what easy. What is the problem? Right. Yeah. Whew. But that's exciting. I'm excited because now we know exactly what we got to do. We know exactly what we, oh, fuck this. Yeah. Oh, I'm not doing that one. Okay.
All right, let me hurry up and grab another one. I'm excited, buddy. I don't know about you, but I'm very excited. All right, so here we go. All right, so I got another one. All right, this one's going to be a little bit easy. We did a very hard. We did a medium, and this one's going to be just a little bit below medium. Okay. Focus on those key, those transitions. Uh -huh. That's the goal. All right. All right, so here we go. Let's do it. Tres, dos, uno. Now listen to part of a lecture in a creative writing class. As writers, you want the dialogue in your story to have impact. Well, there are many ways to do that, and I'm going to talk about two of them, exaggeration and understatement. Now, understatement is the opposite of exaggeration, but you can actually use them both to do the same thing to create emphasis or impact. Let's compare them and see how they do that. Okay, exaggeration. When you want your characters to emphasize a point, you can have them describe things or their feelings as bigger or more extreme than they really are. For example, your main character comes back from a very long walk and she's very tired. Well, you can have her say, boy, I'm tired. Or you can have her say, I can't take another step. Well, of course, she can take another step, but you see, if she exaggerates, she'll make her point in a more forceful and interesting way. But you can also create emphasis with understatement. And like I said, it's the opposite of exaggeration, but it does the same thing. With understatement, you emphasize by saying, by saying less, by saying less than you mean. That sounds paradoxical, so I'll give you an example. From real life, my friend Ed is a very talented cook. So last week, he cooked me a delicious meal. Now, I could have said to him, this food is really great, Ed, but that's kind of boring. Plus, Ed knew I thought the food was delicious. I'd eaten three servings, so instead I said, this food's not bad, Ed. Now, clearly the food was a lot better than not bad, but by understating, by describing the food as, as less good than it really was, I actually made a stronger statement. The characters in your stories can do this, too. Okay, listen, Maria, both of those examples about the lady walking and the whole thing with Ed and saying this food is not bad. 1 million percent imperative to put into your speech. If you do not put those clear examples into yeah, it, I, you're going to lose a shitload of points. Okay, you I understand do. that. Good, not excellent. Too mm -hmm. Great, great, great. Okay. All right, let's see. You got this though. See, I told you this one was more. Now remember the example, for example, much better. But by, instead, emphasize, emphasize a point, give a definition, example, summarize. Okay? That's exactly okay. what we're looking for. Okay. Um, according to the professor, they have a different type of dialogue. They have an impact in the way that they express the context. For example, the, she was talking about two ways, exaggeration and understatement. The first one, exaggeration, is the emphasis of a point, they are gonna do it bigger or strict. For example, 
uh, one of the dial, they can say I'm tired, but that is not gonna be enough. So they can change it for, I cannot take another step. She can take another step, but it's the way that they can exaggerate a little bit more. Also, we can create exaggeration, exaggeration uh, saying things like this, but also with understatement. That sounds paradoxical, but for example, the neighbor of the professor cooked for her and the, the food was delicious. No. I, I don't have time. You don't have time. I wait too much time. Yeah, I didn't too pay attention. Too much time where? In the... I didn't in the introduction. Absolutely. You're 1000% correct. You spent way too much time in the introduction. Yes. The lecturer gives example on how writers can have it, how writers can affect dialogue by impacting it in many different ways. The first example she gives is exaggeration, which is by mm -hmm. emphasizing a point by describing things or feelings as bigger or more extreme. You see how quick I did that? You took mm -hmm. your time with it, which isn't a problem. However, exaggeration killed you a few times. And mm -hmm. I saw that that kept ruining, like that kept, you kept stumbling over that yeah. word. So that took away a lot. When but, they were, when the word is close to the Spanish, it's very difficult to separate because exaggeration is just one right. letter that is diff different. Exaggeration is exageración. So when I see words that they are almost the same in Spanish, I'm trying to pronounce in a Spanish way. So I have to stop. That is a problem when they are really, really similar to the Spanish. Okay, okay. Oh, the same um, when when with the last word that was uh, in the instantaneous because in Spanish is almost the same instantaneamente. So oh. when the word is really close to the Spanish is when I have to stop because my brain goes straight to Spanish. So I have to stop and think in English again. Antibiotic, for example, it is antibióticos in Spanish. So there are too many words that are almost the same. So I have to stop and think English and then go. See, oh boy, that's amazing. I didn't even know. <laughs> Instantabada, I don't know. Instantamandamente. Yeah, oh instantaneously. Oh my God, man. Those are tough words because G <laughs> is hey. Right? G is hey, so it's silent. Uh, hey. So for me, uh -huh. I'm like, exageration. Yeah, they are you, almost. You're the looking same. at it in Spanish. You're looking at it in Spanish. Yeah, I see it. Yeah, exageration. I, I, I want to pronounce exaggeration. And I have exaggeration. So I have to double thing right. before I. Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. Oh, man, tough, 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 tough. Okay, okay, well, hey. Oh, man, it should, it, like I said, um, you'll get better at that as time goes on. We're just gonna have to set like benchmarks because I think, remember, we wanna finish everything quickly. You'll get better at that by creating that inner coach and saying to yourself, okay, 
I need to summarize things quickly. I'm looking at my, I'm looking at the time, or if you do look at the time, you end up stumbling because you look back at your paper, you don't know where you left off, right? So uh -huh. it's kind of hard. It's kind of hard. So, but by doing that, if I see here, I'm like, okay, well, this opening dialogue, I'm going to finish it around 30, 33 seconds max, because I know that this is longer, depending on what okay. your notes look like, depending on what your notes look like, you're going to have to dedicate more time for specific things that look a little bit longer as mm -hmm. opposed to other ones or in comparison with others. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, okay. Wow. All right. And again, the, the, the lecture states that there are, uh, that writers, when they want to have dialogue or want the dialogue to have impact, there are many ways to do that by exaggerating or understating. So with exaggeration, she, the, this is when you emphasize a point to describe things or feelings that are better. Example, character. Did you, how do you say character? I heard you say something. I think I say character. Okay. In okay. Spanish, they say it character. Is. Oh, okay. That's what I heard. That's what I heard. See, see, because character. I was trying maybe to listen said, for character. <laughs> maybe I said character. Yeah. Okay. Because in Spanish, it's the same. Character. Oh, oh man. These words. God damn it. I hope you don't have any words in Spanish on your test. <laughs> yeah. How about, how about description? Description. Description. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Okay. Description. Okay. Si se puede, Maria. Si se puede. Okay. Don't let Spanish get you. Don't let Spanish get you. Okay. Spanish go kick I your ass. I suppose it's the same for you. When you read a word that is very close to English, you are going to try to pronounce in English and not in Spanish. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You're absolutely right. That's right. Yeah. That's like, that's like, I remember, you know, there was a girl from Alabama in my Spanish class and she wasn't saying like video casetera. She said <laughs> video casetera. I said, bitch, don't even try to speak Spanish. What the fuck is that? You just say casetera. There was a fucking teacher I had in junior year of high school. She would just say hablamos escribo. I said, bitch, you ain't no teacher. Get the fuck out of here. If you're not even going to try to roll escribo, okay? Not escribo. Bitch, you shouldn't even be a teacher. Get the fuck out of here. Like, it's so ridiculous, buddy. I totally understand. I to Like, some Americans, they fucking suck a lot. They don't want to say jalapenos. They say jalapenos. You fucking stupid American. You dumb American. Ignorance. <laughs> I, just, I just don't like ignorance. People just, oh, I want some jalapenos. Your mother's a jalapeno. Okay, how about that? Your mother's... A jalapeno sounds like a fucking alien. Anyways, um, yeah, so I totally understand. So what we got to do, we got to figure out some ways that we can actually, uh, it, it comes with a lot of practice. You know what I mean? A, a lot mm -hmm. of practice. I'm going to hurry up and grab one for you here. Then obviously you could, you know, send me some cool audios and we're going to see exactly how you go about, um, what is it? How you go about answering them and whatnot and stuff like that. So, uh, what is that? Hurry up and do that. Bam. Okay. All right. I'm gonna send some more to you right now too. Uh, and then again, you could take the notes. You could show. You could show me your notes. Depending on you, I could hear it. You know, for that one minute, you could practice, practice, practice. See if you could fit it into that one minute. Because again, mm -hmm. if you speak through, if you speak all the way through that one minute, they're not even gonna give you half a score because I know okay. how ETS is. That's what they're going to do. They're not even going to give you half a score. And it's simply okay. because obviously um, 
they feel like you didn't finish. So if you didn't finish, they're going to mark it as incomplete. So although if I look at someone's speaking score and say, you got a 20, you probably didn't finish any of your speaking. And that's probably okay. why they did that. Instead, okay. finishing at 57, 58, they're going mm -hmm. to mark it as a full score and actually grade it the way it should be graded. Does that make sense? Okay. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Okay. Oh, boy, Maria Lydia. So it's a little bit of a, a different way that we're going to be approaching this from here on out. But uh, I'm going to send you another one right here. Got a okay. lot of them. A lot of them. But uh, yeah, so 